to the Dynasty Pros Fantasy Show, where we talk all things fantasy football, from player news, rankings, projections, and even trade advice. Everything to help you win your fantasy football league. And now, your hosts, Bob Miller and Tommy Harvey. What is up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Dynasty Pros Fantasy Show, brought to you by DynastyProsFootball.com, your home for all things Dynasty League football. Bob Miller here, Tommy Harvey here, Levi Ellis here. We're all here to help you get through this next week of Fantasy Games, Week 15. We're going to catch you up to speed with all of the latest fantasy news as well. Hopefully you all are still in the playoffs. If you're not, we feel your pain. We've been there uh, plenty of times ourselves. So guys, uh, before we get started, uh, any crazy stories for uh, either one of you this uh, this past weekend in your playoffs at all? Uh, one by point and a half, so moving on to the next round. Man, I lost by one point in a uh, best ball league, so that one's pretty disappointing. Yeah, Tommy was just uh, brought up that one league. It's a league that I actually commission. Uh, it's a dynasty league with IDPs and whatnot. It's pretty deep. And uh, he and I both, uh, we both won by a point, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so I was kind of sweating it there at the end because, you know me, I'm a big Baltimore fan, and I had Lamar Jackson going and bless his heart. I was, man, I was down by like five points or something to this guy, and then Lamar comes back, you know, on that fourth and five and throws that touchdown and uh, – that essentially just locked it up for me. And then the guy that I was playing had Mark Andrews. And then Mark Andrews got those three catches, like garbage time, right there in that very last drive um, for them. And he ended up pulling in within a point of me. But that's where it uh, that's where it stopped. That's where it stayed. No stat corrections or anything, thank goodness. So uh, Tommy and I both have moved on to the final four of this league. And uh, who knows, man? Who knows, Tommy? You and I might be uh, might be taking each other on next week, you know? Yeah, be looking forward to taking you to pound town, buddy. Yeah, kiss my ass. It's, uh, <laughs> you know, it's funny. I think who you're taking on this week. Who do you got? I got Sean this week. You got Sean. All right, Sean has a strong, strong team, but you do too. I'm taking on Jason Gaskowski. He's already... Uh, text me a couple of times today he's uh he's already not feeling it he thinks i'm gonna whoop him but uh jason's a guy that uh he he's a good good friend and uh he's in our league his cousin is steven guskowski the kicker for the titans longtime kicker for the patriots so uh yeah nice yeah. yep yep so uh we're looking forward to seeing what happens uh what happens there so uh yeah that ought to be fun so uh, with all that being said, boy, we got a lot of news to go over here, right? And and I don't even know where to start. You guys, feel free to jump in here. And and, and where do we start? We do. It, let's start with San Francisco. I guess we can go there because there's quite a bit of news coming out of San Francisco, starting uh, with Debo Samuel. I think unless you've been living under a rock, um, Debo Samuel got hurt uh, this past weekend, and Kyle Again. Shanahan. Yeah, yeah, it's killing me. He's killing me. But uh, Kyle Shanahan said that he expects him to be out a while, and it looks like he's done for the season. Um, so if you are in a redraft league, you can safely drop him, go pick up someone else. Um, but, you know, if you're in a dynasty league, he's obviously worth keeping. Um, George Kittle returned from the IR today. That was a little surprising news. 
Um, not sure if he's going to play this weekend. I think that's a little sudden, a little, but he's been designated to return, and uh, so he can start practicing a little bit. I would not expect him to play this Sunday. Um, so those George Kittle owners out there, I know you're excited about that, but uh, you may have to wait another week before that. So, um, and 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 to kind of top it off, Raheem Mostert, just like Debo Samuel, uh, he's looking doubtful for Sunday. He um, had an MRI, I believe, on his ankle. Uh, not looking good for him. He's not practicing. Um, he just seems to uh, to stay hurt. Tommy and I, you and uh, he and I, kind of go back and forth. I want to be a, a Raheem Mostert believer, a truther, but uh, Tommy has always been against him because he cannot stay healthy. And Tommy, I'm afraid, I'm afraid you're right, sir. Well, I mean, he it, it it's not like he's young. He's what 28 years old and can't stay healthy. Bye. Don't yeah. want you. <clears throat> yeah, you just can't depend on him. Yeah, he's lightning when he's uh, when he's healthy and he's got the got the ball, but he just hasn't stayed healthy. There's so many other guys in that rotation; it's hard to trust him. Yeah, he uh, it's a little bit depressing. Like you said, that was a perfect. Uh, I mean, he is lightning uh, when he's on the field. Man, he is electric. And uh, but he just he, he's just not built for this. I, I just can't see him being a starting running back. It's not going to get any better for him. So. Uh, I would advise all those Mostert owners, if you have him in Dynasty, I would be very motivated in moving him this offseason as soon as you can make trades again. He would be somebody I would be targeting to uh, to cash out on immediately. Uh, Matthew Stafford, look, he, he's in doubt, again, uh, to play this Sunday against the Titans. Um I don't know how that affects really anyone on that team a whole, whole lot. Maybe a little bit of DeAndre Swift. <clears throat> but to me, I think the biggest effect of that is if you're out there streaming defenses, the Titans would be a very nice pickup. Yeah, so. those two don't typically go together, streaming defenses and Titans. Um, no. <laughs> but, but this might be the exception. If Stafford doesn't play... But, uh, you know, Stafford's also tough as hell, so I'm not going to count him out until uh, till probably game day or until we get an official out uh, throughout the week. Yeah. Well, Stafford has Stafford commented saying he thinks he can play. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> that dude it, would play with one arm. He would play with one leg, too. I mean, yeah, yeah. He, obviously. Yeah, he's he, he's tough. Know, yeah, he absolutely is. But, uh, yeah, just that's something to monitor there if you have uh, – if you're trying to figure out a defense uh, – I know I picked them up um, in a league just in case to see what happens there. Um, so, yeah, yeah, just keep that in mind there. Uh, what other news do we have out there, fellas? Uh, it looks like Drew Brees could possibly play this week, so uh, that's kind of exciting. Um, especially if you're an Alvin Kamara owner, uh, that that would definitely be um, exciting news for for any yeah. Kamara owners out there, definitely. Now, do we think he's going to play? I mean, is it or is it too too soon to tell? I mean, he's he's been activated uh, to that. You know, he's been put back on the active roster. Um, I mean, do, do you think it's a little sudden to throw him out there, or or I, do you think he's had enough time? I think it's too sudden. I don't think he plays this week. I think they at minimum give him one more week. I still, I know week fifteen has been kind of the target, but. I still feel like week 17 is kind of a tune-up for the playoffs is more likely. Um, now, I haven't looked. Do they have a chance to catch the Packers for the one seed? Because otherwise, if, if not, there's not really 
any point in playing. Only one team gets a first round bye. Yeah, but um, they, they have the same record, don't they? Do they? That's what I was trying to look up here real quick. <clears throat> well, I know they lost. Uh, they lost that game. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure who has yeah, that number. Saints have lost two. Yeah, they're both ten and three. Oh, they're both ten and three. Okay, I yeah. thought they just had two losses. And plus, they're yeah, playing. They, they're playing Kansas City this weekend as well. So yeah, yeah, and that was kind of my point. If they didn't have a chance to still win the number one seed, there'd be no reason to uh, to put Breeze out there. But uh, if they're still in it for the for the number one seed. It makes sense. I still would be surprised if he plays this week, but uh, it's it's obviously a possibility. Mm-hmm. What other news we have out there? We got plenty to go over. Oh uh, yeah, there's been some some COVID. Um, issues some covid related news the last couple days uh john brown's been activated from from the covid list um the ravens have basically put their whole wide receiver core on the covid list and rojo has also been added to the covid list i want to point out that des bryant has been activated from the covid (laughs) list Uh, he has (laughs) He might be the only active wide receiver left for the well, Ravens. Devin, but... Devin well, Devin Duvernay. <laughs> Devin Duvernay, yeah. Willie Sneed. Uh, yeah. You know, Willie Sneed, Devin Duvernay. Now, now listen, they did put Hollywood Brown, Miles Boykin, and James Prochet on the COVID list, but they put them uh, they, they put them on for Monday, all right? So there is a possibility if they test negative on Sunday, they can be activated. They can play this Sunday. So, um you know, it's not one of those things like, oh boy, I need to go pick up Willie Sneed off the waiver wire or anything like that. But, uh, you know, Hollywood, Boykin, and Prochet can still play. And that's big because, you know, Prochet is, he's their kick and punt returner, you know. And Miles Boykin is not really much of anything, but Hollywood's basically, you know, a nice decoy, uh, you know, and, and might catch one here and there like the other day. But, uh, yeah, yeah, that's just something to keep an eye on there. They can still play, so I don't want anyone kind of jumping to conclusions. But uh, just like you said, Tommy, uh, Ronald Jones added to the COVID list. That sucks. That sucks because, I mean, he, he was really starting to get going, and you were talking about being electric. You know, he is. I mean, you know, hell, Leonard Fournette was a healthy scratch last week. So, you know, those Rojo owners out there were really, really happy about this and, uh, you know, were really happy to have him, and now this happens, and – so he's not going to be able to play, and and this is this is big time, man. This is uh you know week fifteen. This is fantasy playoffs, so that sucks, sucks bad. You know what else sucks? Julio Jones is weak at all for, for your fantasy playoffs at all. Yeah, yeah, he's week to week, and yeah, I I've said it for the last couple of years. I'm if I'm a Julio owner, I'm cashing out. I'm done with the guy. He's you know, Tommy, Tommy, and I we're we're working on a uh, an article. We're working on some stuff of guys that we just we're not going to touch again. Um, and and I promise you, Julio Jones is going to make make that list. Uh, it just it, it's just getting awful for him. So, um, what else? What else, Levi? What do you got for us, brother? Man, you want to talk about suck? Mike Gusecki likely out. They haven't came out and officially ruled it, but. Uh, dislocated shoulder or at least it sounds like that was the case from this last week after putting up multiple um you know big games in a row with Tua now so uh, that that one's gonna hurt me in some leagues I'm sure as many other people and then we got Christian McCaffrey most likely out again this week and you know kind of goes back to what we said a few weeks ago I don't know that he's gonna come back this season at all there's really no point for the Panthers to bring him back they're out of the race um 
so uh, I think that's going to be you know have some major implications. It's killing the playoffs. me. Playoffs. Yeah, it's killing me, man. That, that you know that, that where I was talking about the fantasy league, I, I won by a point, moved on to the next round of the playoffs. I've got Christian McCaffrey and Ronald Jones. Yeah, so, that's going to hurt this week. Oh, that was a heck of a trade you made, by the way. Oh God, kiss it, <laughs> kiss it. Traded. I traded Tyreek friggin' Hill. I I traded Tyreek Hill for McCaffrey right when McCaffrey came back, and then he got hurt again. Um, golly, killing me. Yeah, that killing hurts. me. Yeah. So I've had to. I had to go pick up Jeffrey Wilson. I've got Mike Davis. So I've got those backup players, but I do have Nick Chubb. So let's see. Hopefully, I can win. I can. Uh, scrape by once again so uh yeah yeah and and there was something else there uh levi you wanted to remind folks out there as far as waiver wires setting your lineups and everything but go go right ahead let everybody know yeah man no it's a great point i'm glad you brought it back up but uh you know a lot of people are not going to realize it but there are two games this saturday so make sure you get your lineups in before that we've got the normal thursday night game tomorrow night of course uh but we've got two games uh this saturday so get your get your lineups in early be prepared if you have any of those players in your flex spots. Move them out, put them in the regular, uh, regular positional, um, you know, lineup position. So then that way your flex spots are available for Sunday in case any you know COVID strikes or anything happen. Absolutely. So yeah, with that, <clears throat> you know, kind of being said, let's start with some with our Thursday night game, and that's going to be the Chargers at the Raiders, and. Um, Lots of uh, lots of good stuff here, and we'll start with these quarterbacks. Uh, you know, Tommy, what's your thoughts on Justin Herbert versus Derek Carr here? Um, I, I think that this game could be a shootout. Um, neither defense is overly impressive. Uh, both secondaries um, rank in the bottom half as far as interceptions go. Um, the, the Chargers' pass defense doesn't allow a whole lot of yardage, um, I believe that they rank seventh in the NFL in yards per game allowed, um, but that still doesn't mean that they're very good. Um, the um, Raiders' pass defense is not good. Um, they're twenty fifth no. in the NFL over two hundred fifty six yards per game allowed. Um, so Justin Herbert, fire him up. He is the overall quarterback nine. Uh, that's even after not playing week one and only posting just over two points against New England. Um, his he, he, he's averaging 24.85 points per game, which ranks 8th among um, all starting quarterbacks and 7th if you factor out Dak Prescott. So um, Justin Herbert is pretty much a must-start guy. Yeah, point. absolutely. I mean, you know, we we have to agree there. I mean, I don't, I don't – it's not a hidden secret. You know, if you have Justin Herbert – you're playing this guy. I mean, there's a possibility, like we said maybe last week's episode, that you know someone may have it may be a Lamar Jackson owner, and they may have they may have picked up Herbert off the waiver wire or something. You know, at that point, you may have a decision to make um, if you're a Mahomes owner, a, an Aaron Rodgers owner, something like that as well. But uh, if not, if Herbert is your QB one, you've got yeah, you're firing him up. Uh, you know, not a whole lot to say about that. Derek Carr. Um, Derek Carr is 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 iffy. Um, you'd have to really be in a super, you know, super flex. Yeah, you're playing him. You know, you're playing him there. So, let me um, ask you this about Herbert, guys. You know, Keenan Allen is banged up. There's a chance he doesn't play tomorrow. Mike Williams got hurt. He was out for last week. What if Mike Williams and Keenan Allen are both out? You still rolling Herbert out there? It 
it it all really depends on what your options are. If he's your yep. best option, then yes, absolutely. You know, you've got to you got to deal with it. Um, unless there's just some, I, I don't know who you could pick up off the waiver wire that uh, in anyone's league that you could pick up to play over. Maybe Jalen Hurts. Yeah, Jalen Hurts. Maybe a, a Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah. Uh, but but even then, Herbert has has such has such has so much better talent than than what those other two quarterbacks. And he's do. playing the Raiders. The matchup and he's play, is and he's nice. playing the Raiders. Yeah, the, yeah. So I mean, he, he still has Austin Eckler. Um, he still has Hunter Henry. He can still you know dump it off you of know, those guys if he has to. And- that's a great point about the Raiders because my high school football team has a better pass rush than the Raiders do. So um, I yeah. think Herbert may destroy them with third and fourth string wide receivers. So that is a great point. Yeah. So so listen, you know, we know who we're starting in this game quite a bit here. Austin Eckler, uh, that's chalk. You know, we're play. Uh, you're not benching this guy at all, especially in any kind of a PPR or half point PPR. Um, let's, let's talk about, I mean, you know, Keenan Allen, you're firing him up no matter what, if he plays, he's in your lineup, but let's talk about some of these Raiders guys. Let's talk about like, you know, Tommy, I'll let you take the wheel here, brother. Uh, you're a Josh Jacobs guy. I am not. Um, so what's your thoughts on Jacobs here? Well, over the last few weeks, Jacobs has been a little banged up and just hasn't been very effective. But prior to his ankle injury in Week 12, he was a mid-range RB1. Um, So, I mean, he was a must-start guy. Um, Right now, I mean, he's kind of fallen to the back end of the the running back one discussion, but he's still an RB1. Um, My my issue with, with him has been... Since week ten, he hasn't he hasn't rushed for more than fifty five yards since week ten when he put up one hundred twelve. Um, but he did get five targets this past weekend, and that's pretty encouraging because uh, he he normally has not been a guy who's got who's gotten a whole lot of targets out of the backfield. Um, but it, if he's going to get you know four or five six targets out of the backfield, he's going to catch you know three to five passes, and that's that's pretty valuable. So he he can definitely be back in that in that RB1 discussion this week, especially going against a, uh, a Chargers defense that allows over 120 yards a game on the well, ground. Yeah, I think if anybody is a Josh Jacobs owner, I mean, I just can't see them benching him. As, as scarce has, as the running back position has been this, this season, I mean, who can actually bench this guy? So, Well, and um, he's, got a, he's got a great Twitter game too, I hear. Um, you know, uh, last week trolling everybody so uh, it gave me some panic there last minute do I play him do I not play him I was going to be away from my phone for a little bit so I had to make a decision I ended up benching him just uh you know out of precaution I rolled with Naheem Hines it worked out my benefit because Hines scored one point more than Jacob so uh (laughs) good call well played well played sir yeah luck that one out well, we also know Darren Waller is a no-brainer start here. We're not going to harp on these guys. We're not we're not telling anyone something they don't know. But let's talk. Uh, the only other player that really really intrigues me in in this game is Nelson Aguilar. I'm an I'm I'm an owner of his in in quite a few leagues, and and I have a hard time playing him, but he makes my bench look damn sexy. You know, is this the time to go ahead and start? I mean. Can you fire this guy up? I mean, can can you flex him? What can we do here? 
Yeah, I think you start him. I mean, Henry Ruggs is out this week, so that's just going to uh, potentially offer more targets for him. So what do you think, Tommy? Yeah, you know, over the last four weeks, he's he's gotten 35 targets. So, I mean, he's 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 getting his, his share of targets. Um, he needs to convert on them a little bit better, uh, only 20 catches in, in those four weeks. But he's definitely a boomer bust guy, and if Henry Ruggs isn't around – to, to kind of leech those those deep passes, Aguilar may may be your guy this week. Yeah, there's these there's there's like three guys that jump out to me that feel the same: Nelson Aguilar, Tim Patrick, and Russell Gage. <clears throat> I don't know if I'm missing anyone else, but those three guys, man, uh, you know, it is boomer bust with with some of them. But yeah, Aguilar has been getting. A lot of targets. That's just. I think it might be time to go ahead and throw him out there. And uh, I, I just been afraid. Like, okay, this is the week I start him, and he's gonna catch one pass for eight yards. He's gonna pull a Travis Fulgham on my ass. Watch, watch him do it. You know. But uh, yeah, you know he hasn't. He's been producing. So uh, anyone out there, if you've got him, you know, we're telling you, go ahead and throw him out there. You know, take a chance. I think you'll be just fine there. So. All right, so let's move on to the Saturday games. If I'm not mistaken, uh, the first one is the Bills at the Broncos, if I am correct. Uh, that is. It's the 430 game. Um, who are we not firing up in this game, guys? I mean, obviously we're starting our Bills. You know, Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs. I mean, Cole Beasley is a solid start. Uh, you know, who else are we looking at in this game? Um, I, I think you nailed it with, with those, those three bills, um, Allen, Diggs, and Beasley. Um, Allen is a QB one, Diggs is a wide receiver one. Surprisingly, Cole Beasley is a wide receiver two. Um, he's the overall wide receiver 21 this year, uh, which is, uh, he's really turned it on over the last, over the last four games, uh, 38 targets, 20, 27 catches over 300 yards and two touchdowns over the, in, in the last four games played. That's those those are pretty uh, studly numbers over 19 points a game there too so um and just a beautiful head of hair yeah absolutely absolutely <laughs> just luscious I, luscious i wish i had it i wish yeah, i had it absolutely gosh um, me too but uh, moving on to the broncos um i think you can look at you know melvin gordon and tim patrick um melvin gordon specifically over the last four games has ran for 314 yards uh buffalo allows over 120 yards per game rushing um, but he's only got five targets in that four game span, so that 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 kind of scares me off off of him a little bit. Um, so he's not going to put up a he's not going to put up a ton of PPR. Yeah, well, listen, I mean Melvin Gordon's played a lot better <laughs> as of late, and uh, uh, surprisingly good. I you know so there's a lot of people out there that thought he was kind of a little bit washed and uh, you know nothing special, but he's been putting up some pretty good points these last few weeks. So uh, I'm right there with you. Man, I would be if I'm Gordon. I'm going to be playing really good too after my butt just got a DUI and I'm going to get suspended soon because I'm going to want to keep my job later. Absolutely. Um, you know, going back to the Bills, I think you got to bench those running backs. That that Bills running game is atrocious. Uh, you know, Moss, Singletary. I like both guys individually. Both guys have talent, but that is that team is not committed to the run. And then you factor in timeshare. Um, I don't. I think you bench both players, but I also want to throw out another wide receiver thing here. If John Brown is back, then I think John Brown is someone that you have to pay attention to. I don't know that I could roll him out with confidence coming right back from the injury, uh, but he also affects Cole Beasley's value. Cole Beasley has not been as good when John Brown's in the lineup. 
Now, if John Brown is still not back, which I think they'll hold him out one more week, then Gabriel Davis is still, um, I think, a guy you can consider starting. He's had back-to-back double-digit games. Uh, He continues to have big plays, and the Broncos' secondary is just a mess. A.J. Boye got suspended. He's out. Um, So uh, I think he's, he's just another one of those wide receivers you can roll out. Yeah, that's a good point. Good point. So what do we think about Tim Patrick? I love Tim Patrick. You know, we talked about him last week. One of the things that concerns me is he's probably going to have some uh, Tredavious White on him. Uh, you know, Tredavious White doesn't typically uh, change, you know, sides of the field. He doesn't roam the field. But uh, I'm worried that he's going to match up with Patrick quite a bit, and that, that concerns me. Well, over the last six games, in five of those games, Tim Patrick has gone over double, has gone in, in the double figures in PPR leagues. Um that one game he didn't was the Kendall Hinton game, and nobody had a good game in that one. Um, so I, I don't have a problem starting Tim Patrick. I, I, I think Tim Patrick is a is a pretty solid play, actually. Yeah, I've got Tim starting for me in a couple of leagues, especially where I've lost a couple of uh, players. You know, you know, I, you know, I lost Debo Samuel in a league and Hollywood Brown. Um, I'm kind of on the fence with that, so I'm, uh, I'm. I've got DJ Chark. I'm really kind of like I don't know what to think about him, especially this weekend against the Ravens. Um, so I'm rolling Tim Patrick out there. He's just like Tommy said. Uh, you know, you know, since week nine, he's putting up double digit points in every game. I mean, 13 points, 12 points, 18 points, over 20. You know, this last week, 12.6. Shoot, I'll take that. I'll take that out of a wide receiver too, especially like a flex. So yeah, yeah, I, I'm I'm firing that guy up. Yeah, and then that one, that, that one game he was goose egg. Like I said, that that was the that was the Kendall Hinton game. So you, you kind of have to throw that one out. Absolutely. And I'm definitely starting him over DJ Chark. I think you might as well just drop him, man. That's just too scary for the playoffs. Uh, it's 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 dynasty, dynasty. Oh, he's not yeah, he's yeah. not going anywhere. Yeah, don't drop him then. <laughs> just <laughs> no. just don't start him. Yeah, no, no, can't do it, man. I just can't do it. I can't do yeah. it. So uh, no, I wouldn't either. Yeah, so our our uh, our next uh, Saturday game is the Panthers at the Packers. Um, lots of stuff going on here. I mean, we're firing up all of our Packers here. There's no, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, uh, uh, you know, Robert Tunyon, um, Devontae Adams. I don't know necessarily. I don't. <laughs> it's too too hard to say if this is going to be a MVS game or if this is going to be an Alan Lazard game. I'm not chancing it either way. It's usually back and forth between those two guys. I'm not messing with it. So Yeah, you, pre- you pretty much have to stick with those those main four guys there for the Packers, uh, Rodgers, Jones, Adams, and Tanyan. Um, uh, other than that, I'd probably, like you said, stay away from MVS and Lazard. Um, and I think this game could be a possible, uh, possibly a little bit higher scoring than mm-hmm. than others think because you know we've got DJ Moore back, we've obviously Robbie Anderson, Curtis Samuel, we've got all those guys on deck. Um, I'm I'm starting them if I have them in any leagues. They're starting for me at wide receiver. They're starting in my flex wherever I can put them. Um, yep. They're going to go for me. But let's talk about Mike Davis. Obviously, it does not look like we have McCaffrey again this week. So. I actually benched Mike Davis uh, in that one league uh, that I luckily moved on from. But, man, he, he actually had a pretty good game, you know, filling in again. I mean, he hadn't 
done a whole, whole lot. I mean, he was kind of a 11, 12-point guy, but, man, he put up 26 points against Denver. Um, taking on Green Bay, what do we think about him? I mean, can we fire him up as a solid RB2 here? Uh, he He's a borderline RB2, RB3, in my opinion. Um, he's gonna, he's definitely gonna have games like like he did last week, but that was against a really bad Broncos defense. This week he's facing a pretty good Packers defense. So, I, depending on what your options are there, I may would have to stay away from him. Yeah, hey, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna disagree with Tommy. I'm gonna say stardom. That Packers run defense has been vulnerable. Panthers have found ways to incorporate him into the passing game. Uh, you know, Mike Davis is not the most talented player on the field, but I do think his usage, his volume makes him valuable. Um, you know, he's not a stud, but he's he's been a solid running back two all year long. So if I got him, I'm firing him up. All right, so in this league, in this dynasty league, I'm in the play. You know, I've moved on to the playoffs. We talked about it earlier. I've got Nick Chubb penciled in, obviously, my, my RB1. McCaffrey's hurt. Raheem Mostert is hurt. So my RB2 slash flex, I can roll out Mike Davis. Oh, by the way, Ronald Jones is, is out as well. So, you know, Mike Davis or Jeffrey Wilson, who are you rolling out? Mike Davis. Yeah, Mike Davis in that situation, definitely. Absolutely. Now, yeah. I do like Jeff Wilson. If Mostert's out, Jeff Wilson playing the, uh, the Cowboys, we'll talk more about that later. That could be an ideal matchup, but again, it's a timeshare. It's unpredictable. He fumbled last week, so there are some concerns there. So yeah, um, yeah, for you, Mike Davis. Absolutely, I agree, a hundred percent. Anyone else? I mean, are we are we thinking about starting Bridgewater here in any scenario, unless it's uh, you know anything outside of a superflex? Uh, superflex leagues, um, you'd have to be in a lot of trouble to start him in a one quarterback league. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah. They, you know, there's no real news here to go over with everyone out there. If you've got your Packers, start them. Um, and for the most part, if you have your Panthers, start them as well, with the exception of Teddy Bridgewater there. So let's move on. Texans at the Colts. Um, obviously, we're starting Deshaun Watson. What do we think about Philip Rivers here? Oh, old man Rivers. What do we, what do we think? It's a good matchup. The uh, Texans' pass defense is really, really bad, and Rivers has had has had really good games lately. Um, so I yeah, with T. Y. Hilton, T. Y. Hilton's turning back yeah. the clock on us here. What's going T. Y. on? T. Y. Hilton, yeah, last three games he's been incredible, man. Um, he, he's he scored over he, he scored over sixty eight points the last three weeks. It's um, crazy. He's caught seventeen of his twenty three targets, um, four touchdowns. He's like you said, he's turned back the clock. He's become relevant again. Yeah, I think he got pissed off at old Michael Pittman. He's like, hell no, kid. This is my city. This is my team. You know? <laughs> so, yeah. Converse, yeah. Conversely, Pittman hadn't done much. So, Exactly. You know, One all of this those... talk of Phillip Rivers and T.Y. Hilton is making me think we're like in 2017 again or something. Because, no, I think 2014 uh... <laughs> maybe. Yeah, you might be closer there. But, uh yeah, both guys. The only thing I'm going to say, the the possibility of the game script for Rivers, you know, Texans are such a bad team defensively and, and offensively. They've kind of been a roller coaster back and forth. If the Colts get up early, they're just going to pound that ball with Jonathan Taylor. It makes me wonder if they kind of take the passing game out of the equation. Now, granted, getting up in the game, they might be putting some points on the board, but that's the only thing that really concerns me with Rivers this week. If they just get that early lead and they stop passing it and just run the ball. Yeah, I could see that. Uh 
absolutely could see that, that maybe they get up early. But Rivers can't get out of his own way. It doesn't matter. He's going to throw the ball around. You know, it's he. he it's kind of like uh, kind of like Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, you know, the the Steelers don't have to pass, but guess what? They come out and sling it around anyway. So uh, that's how I feel about old, old Phil there. Uh, no matter what, he's going to try and get his. Um, so yeah, you know, he could be a sneaky little start here. But yeah, you know, T. Y. Hilton, you fire this guy up, you ride that wave as long as you can. Jonathan Taylor is a yep. top five play this week. Michael Pittman, I'm probably benching him. He hasn't done anything over the last few weeks. I've kind of sat, you know, I, I took advantage when he done when he did well. I have since benched him. Um, I don't see myself playing him anymore this year. Um, so what about some of these Texan wide receivers? I don't think we're, we're not playing any of their running backs. I mean, they, David Johnson was activated from the COVID list. It looks like, but uh, we're not playing him. Are we? Not unless you're desperate. He's definitely on the RB three. Um, yeah. Wavelength right there. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll yep. move on from there. We don't have to go into him. What about Brandon cooks? Uh, Kiki Cootie, you know, even, uh, was it Chad Hansen? I mean, what, what do we got going on here? Yeah, I just picked Chad Hansen up in the league, actually. Um, I don't know that I'm going to play him this week, but I didn't want my opponent to play him. So, um, you know, I took advantage of just picking him up for free. I had the roster space available. Cooks and Kuti, those are the guys that I'm more interested in. Cooks, depending on his health and if they roll him out. But uh, they're going to need to score points against the Colts. The Colts do have a good pass D, though, so that's going to be the difficult part. But, uh, yeah, if I've got those guys, unless I just have, you know, better options than, than they're guys I'm comfortable with. Yeah, I don't think I can start Hanson in any scenario. I must have, I must be in a bad, bad position um, to, to roll him out there because I, I just have a hard time chasing points just because sure. a guy, you know, shit, I can't use his points from last week, you know. And, and, and if Cooks uh, is out there and, and Kiki comes back, I, I don't know how much – how much love Hanson's going to get. But uh, Cootie, you know, Kiki is a, uh, a player that I think that uh, those those corners in, in Indianapolis are pretty damn good. Um, so I think he might be looking at the slot quite a bit, and uh, I think Kiki's going to have a surprisingly good game uh, this this weekend. So uh, he's, out of those guys, he would be the one I would be starting, especially in PPR. Definitely in the flex. Uh, I'd have a hard time putting him in my in my wide receiver two spot, but flex, he could he could be a good flex option. Yeah, you know, listen, if you if you're someone that's suffering from uh, you know the Debo Samuel syndrome or something like that, you know, if you've got something, you've lost some players, lost some f- some flex players or something like that. Absolutely, I think you can roll him out there. So um, yeah, he's the guy I'm looking at in that out of that wide receiver group for uh, for Houston. So. If anybody has anything to add here, I'm not messing with any of those tight ends. I'm not messing with Jordan Aikens. I'm not messing with any of that junk, man. You know, every time those guys are supposed to do something, they do jack squat. So, not touching them. Yep, agreed. Yep. All right, let's move on. Lions at those Tennessee Titans. All right. We're starting Tannehill, correct? Definitely. Oh, yeah. Yep, absolutely. We're starting Stafford if he plays, right? If he plays. If he plays, yeah, start him. Okay. Just to, you know, here's the thing about Stafford, though, is it just depends on people's, uh, you know, their team. Stafford was a waiver-wire quarterback, so someone could have much, much better option. To, you know, somebody could have Tannehill and Stafford on their team realistically. Sure. So uh, we're starting Tannehill over him any any day. So. You know, what's the thing mo- I want to – 
I want to throw one more thing out on Stafford. Because he is banged up, if he does play, there is the possibility of him aggravating that injury and getting pulled, you know, to protect him sometime during the game. And nobody wants to have that happen in their playoffs. They get one quarter of Matt Stafford or two, you know, uh, two quarters or a half of football. So I do think it is dependent on who your other option is. If you're in a one-quarterback league and you've got another option, I'm going to probably do that just to play it safe uh, unless my other options like Sam Darnold or something. Otherwise, uh, you know, keep that in mind on Stafford. It is a little dangerous. Mm-hmm. You are playing with fire there. Who's some other guys that stand out to you guys in this game? I uh, mean, we're start we're starting. To, <laughs> AJ yeah, Brown, Derrick yeah, Henry, yeah. they're all Derrick Henry, AJ yeah. Brown, obviously. Um, yeah. <clears throat> on the on the line side, uh, TJ Hawkinson's a must start, um, especially at you know with tight end being being the way it is. Uh, mm-hmm. Hawkinson's a top five guy, so you got to play him. Um, other than that. What do we think about DeAndre yeah, Swift yeah, in this game? DeAndre Swift, um, it kind of scares me. Um, over, I mean, since since that that injury he had, he, he just I don't know, kind of scares me away from him a little bit. I mean, I think if Stafford plays, then Swift is a little safer. But yeah, it's I think there is it's it's high risk, high reward, right? Um, I think Marvin Jones is a guy. If Stafford plays, you know, if Stafford doesn't and Chase Daniels in there then I'm going to shy away from all those guys probably. Maybe not Hawkinson just because, you know, tight end is um, is a tough position and, and typically they look for that safety valve, you know, that quick open guy, that tight end. But, uh, yeah, I think uh, I think Swift and Marvin Jones, I think their value hinges on Stafford this week. I mean, you know, he's averaging almost 15 points a game in PPR leagues. I would have a very, very hard time benching him uh, regardless if Stafford plays or not. So uh, For Swift? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The only thing that concerns me there they stack the box and then they they make Chase Daniel beat them and uh, that doesn't open up a lot of running lanes and then you factor in they like to hand the ball off to Peterson a lot. But I mean I wouldn't argue against starting Swift either way, but uh, it does concern me a little bit if Stafford's not there. Absolutely, it should it it, it would have a, a an effect on it nonetheless. It just you know it's really really hard to leave that guy on the bench. Really sure. really is super talented. Absolutely. Uh, anyone else that stands out to us in this game? I mean, we're not messing with any of these Titans tight ends, Ferkser, anything like that, are we? I'm not. I think you could play yeah. Corey Davis. I know Corey Davis, uh, you know, uh, pooped on everybody's uh, stats last week. But, uh, you know, I think he's a guy that could have a good bounce back week against that Lions secondary, which is, is just, you know, it's terrible. He could. Yeah. He could. But very, very hard to trust him in your playoffs right now. Sure. Yeah, and, He's been and, pretty and, good all year, though. Well, and if you're playing right now, you're playing in the playoffs. So, I mean, you got to look at, at who you're able to trust and who you can't trust, and you have to kind of evaluate: Are you able to trust Corey Davis? So, yeah, you got to take the floor. Um, you, you know, looking at the ceiling is one thing, but you got to really take so you know put these people in with the highest floor. You know, playing it a little safe. Um, you don't want to go hit or miss, especially. Um, you know, with money on the line and moving on. So, uh, sure. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I all think right. it's just all dependent on your other options. You Absolutely. Know, if, you've got, if you've got someone else, one of these other guys we've talked about earlier, then, then uh, yeah, it makes sense. And if you're stuck with Des Bryant or something, then oh. you know, I'd rather I'd rather play Corey Davis. So, Absolutely. Absolutely. Ugh. If you have if you have Des Bryant on your active roster right now, guys, we're sorry. 
you know. Yeah. You're probably not in in <laughs> you, the playoffs. You're not in the playoffs. You're playing for the no, console. No, you're playing no, in the no, consolation no. brackets or something yep. here, you know. Toilet bowl for sure. Absolutely. All right, let's move on to the Bears at the Vikings. Um, what do we think about these quarterbacks? Are we starting Mitchell Trubisky? Are we starting Kirk Kirk Cousins here? What do you guys think? I think you can start both. Um, Cousins has been really good the last the last three four weeks, and Trubisky has been good since he's since he was reinserted as a starter in Chicago. I, I think you can start both of them. Yeah, it's crazy as it sounds. I mean, who would have thought? You know, two months ago we'd be talking about starting Mitchell Trubisky in your playoff matchup, right? Um, but that's where we're at. He has looked good fantasy wise since he's came back in, and uh, it's a soft matchup against that Viking secondary. Uh, I expect some points to be scored. I will say the over-under is only at 46.5 right now. Uh, so Vegas is not expecting a very high-scoring game, which is a little concerning to me. But I, but I think both teams uh, can score points, and uh, I, I like both guys this week. Yeah, I tend to agree. I, I'm i right there with both of you. I think you can throw both of these guys out there uh, depending on what you know what you have on your team. Uh, what do we think about the running back matchup here? With I mean, we're throwing Dalvin out there, duh. But what do we think about Montgomery? Definitely. Montgomery's been great the last oh, yeah. few weeks, too. I mean, you have to start Montgomery if you have him. Yeah, if you had him on your yep. team. I mean, you've been waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting for this, and you're finally getting it, thank God. So. All right, so we know we're starting. We're starting Allen Robinson. We're starting Adam Thielen. Uh, most likely Jefferson here. Uh, what about maybe like an Irv Smith? We're thinking. I'm, t- I'm thinking tight ends right now. Is, is Irv Smith someone you can throw out there? What do we think about uh, Cole Komet? You know, Jimmy Graham. What, what are you guys thinking here? Um, Irv Smith had a good game coming back off. Um, coming back off off that injury he had. Um, I don't know if that's going to continue or not. Uh, he's put up good games in the past, and then the very next week he's kind of, you know just disappeared again um i don't know if i could trust him uh cole will commit me there is jimmy graham kind of kind of stealing touchdown kind of stealing end zone looks there um i actually like cole commit a lot i think you're playing with fire with both guys both guys have uh upside for sure you know commit is getting more snaps he's getting more of the uh passing targets but he is losing some touchdown work to to graham just like tommy said Irv Smith, if Rudolph is out, I like Irv Smith in this game. I think he could be sneaky as those Bears, uh, uh, that Bears secondary is going to probably put a lot of focus on Jefferson who burned him last time and, of course, Thielen just because he's a stud. But if Rudolph's playing, Irv Smith is a, is a turnoff and commit, uh, you know, I mean, it just really depends what your other options are, but I well, think he could be sneaky. Well, I think if I was ranking those three tight ends, I would have Cole Komet one, Irv Smith two, and then have Jimmy Graham three, a distant third at that. So I think uh, I think the floor for Komet is a little higher than Irv Smith. Irv, Irv doesn't get the targets that Cole Komet has been getting. Um, it seems like the Bears are really working him into their offense, making him a fixture in that, um, getting him involved. So out of those three guys, he's the one I'm rolling with there. But Irv Smith is a uh, – he could have two catches with two touchdowns, just like he did. <laughs> so, yeah, that's for he, sure. He, he, you know, something to keep an eye on there. Well, Which, all by right. the way, yeah. I love I love Irv Smith as a dynasty target. Um, I think he's going to be a phenomenal uh, dynasty tight end. You know, tight ends take a little while to kind of mature and, and turn into what they're going to be, but uh, I love him long term. Absolutely, absolutely. So let's move on to the Seahawks at the Washington football team. Um, 
we know who we're firing up in this game. Russell Wilson, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Chris Carson. All are a go. Thumbs up all around. Uh, Terry McLaurin, we're firing him up. Um, what do we think about, is it Logan Thomas here? I mean, what do we think here? Yep, Logan Thomas, surprisingly, you know what? He is the overall tight end seven this year. What? Um, yep. He, overall tight end seven. That is crazy to think about. Um, he um, He's caught 19 of, of the last 20 targets uh, over the last three games, scored two touchdowns. Of course, that was with Alex Smith, um, and it looks like Dwayne Haskins may start um, on on, on Sunday, so that that could affect his his value a little bit. Um, Alex Smith was definitely going to him, though. You know, and 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 please, for the love of God, anyone out there, if you see, if you've seen any of the news that Lamar Miller has been signed off of the practice squad um, at, to the Washington football team, don't go pick him up. Yeah, there's nothing here. There's nothing would, here. Don't waste a would, minute. You wouldn't start him this week, Bob. Uh, I think I'm gonna. I'll probably. Uh, I'll, I'll. I'll politely decline. No. All right. No, Better no. change. Change my lineup here real quick. And and here's another thing uh, that can be sneaky here. Okay, the Washington Football Team defense. If you're yep. streaming defenses, you, you you would immediately kind of freak out because they're taking on the Seahawks offense. This powerful offense. They could put up a bunch of points, but the Seahawks give up a ton of sacks. And, and Russ has been a little turnover-prone lately. Mm-hmm. And yep. Washington, I mean, Washington could have four or five, six sacks in this game and maybe a pick, possibly a pick six. Um, that's a little far-fetched, but I certainly expect four or five sacks in this game. Um, so if you're out there kind of in a bind, you don't know what defense to pick up because all the good ones are gone and, you know, and you're really, really trying to figure it out. Washington is a sneaky, good little pickup. They're going to give up some points, but they're going to get you. They're going to get those points back via sack. Um, so, you know, I didn't I'm kind of a poet and didn't know it there for a second, you know, <laughs> man, I think that was a great call. I actually I agree. I think that Washington defense this week is. Uh, got an opportunity to be really good, and I think there's a big possibility Washington upsets Seattle. I mean, this game is in Washington, um, and that's going to be huge, also. So, and dude has Chase friggin' Young what a is my gosh. I mean, he has been better than I thought he would have been. Yep, he's a monster. Holy cow! I mean, what a pick! What well, between dude, him and well. In between Young and Sweat, they've got two really good dynamic ends there. Yep. Try to wow. name a better defensive line in football. I mean, I don't think you're going to be able to. Uh, between the ends and the D tackles there, that that defensive line is just loaded. Man, God, he is he is something else, man. Awesome, awesome stuff. All right, so we got the our next game is the Patriots at the Dolphins. You know where we talk about there's a lot of fantasy goodness in in certain games. This is a complete opposite here. I don't know anyone, anyone that we're starting, and, and I know a lot of people put waiver claims in for Lynn Bowden. You, if you want to start him this weekend, uh, you know, <laughs> do it at your own risk. Um, some people might pick up um, Ahmed because obviously Mike uh, Miles Gaskin doesn't look like he's going to be going this weekend as well. He's going to miss this game, um, and and Ahmed has filled in nicely for him. Um, but man, it's kind of Russian roulette trying to figure out which which guy to play out of that backfield for the Dolphins. 
I really don't want any part of this game. Um, the Patriots shut down rookie quarterbacks, and I don't think any any of Tua's targets are going to be viable because of that. Um, I don't want any of the Dolphins running backs. Um, I don't want any Patriots. This is just a game I'm avoiding completely. So you're saying you don't want any piece of Durham Smythe is what you're trying to tell me. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe. So, hey, I think there is one starter from this game that is is a must-start, and that's the Dolphins' defense. Um, I mean, who would not want to start them against Cam Newton and that, you know, mix-match wide receiving core? And uh, I think the Dolphins' defense is an excellent start this week. Outside of that, yeah, there's, there's – I think both nothing. defenses are a great start. Pa- Patriots could be. Yeah, you're right. They definitely could be, especially with Gusecki out and Grant and – uh, and that's assuming Gasecki's out. And, and they are taking on a rookie quarterback, and, and rookie quarterbacks do that. <laughs> I mean, Bill Belichick eats those for breakfast. So, yeah, uh, he's, he does know how to how to game script stuff like that, that's for sure. So both of those defenses would be nice, uh, nice plays for this weekend. So uh, that's all we have to say about that game. Let's move on to the Jaguars at the Ravens, the return of Minshew Mania possibly this weekend. Anybody? Oh yeah, it's the return. I don't know that we need to start him, but he's uh, <laughs> no. he's starting for the Jags. But I hope your fantasy team is a lot better than the Jaguars' real life team. So keep that in mind when making your start sick uh, lineups. Yeah, the only the only Jag I'm starting here is James Robinson. I, I don't want I, I don't want anybody else on that team right now. Um, yep. The Ravens have 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 a pretty good defense. Um, do you think? I mean, do you think shoe. that? Do you think James Robinson, the game script? I could see Robinson being a kind of a rough play this week, not because of the Ravens' defense. the The Ravens, you know, you can run against the Ravens, but if Baltimore goes up by a couple of touchdowns or even you know three scores, you know they have to abandon the run here. He's just and, so yeah. involved in the pass game, though. Yeah. Exactly. That's where that's where he's getting value. He's catching five, six, you know, passes a game. So could yeah, work he, to his benefit. You know, he's lost. You know, the Jaguars have definitely gotten blown out um, in a lot of games. You know, in, in quite a few games this year. And James Robinson, you know, his numbers have really taken a hit in those games that they've lost. Um, I'm trying to look up some of the stuff here, but. Uh, it, it, it's it's quite interesting. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, let's see here. Um, they lost to Houston, which you know I, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, um, he didn't put up a whole lot of points there. Um, but yeah, you know, looking at some of these stats now in PPR leagues is a hell of a lot more viable there and a lot more valuable there than a uh, you know a standard league. Um, so he could be, you know, looking at it here, he could be decent here. He's going to have to be involved in that passing game. Um, but he seems to put up double-digit points no matter what, even against teams like Pittsburgh, Green Bay, uh, you know, some pretty good teams like that. Tennessee, he's even put up pretty good points. Um, Every week he's put up double-digit du- double points. His his lowest point total is, is 10 points. 10 points even, and that was twice against Indianapolis and Houston. Every yeah, other, and that was week, week one. Was, you 
you know, yeah. week one and week five. So uh, yeah. we're way, way past that. So, yeah, you know, I was I was a little concerned about the uh, game script, you know, having an effect on him. But uh, I, I think I'm going to kind of agree with side with you guys here. I think he's a very, you know, he's a solid start. He's not he's not put up a single digit game all season, uh, despite playing some really really good teams. Um, so I could see it again here. You know, fire him up. Yeah, let me ask you this: would, You know, would you start Aaron Jones this week? Yeah. And you'd yeah, start you'd start David Montgomery, right? Yeah. Jonathan Taylor. Absolutely. You know, so there's the one thing in common here is James Robinson's above all those guys this year. You know, he's the mm-hmm. running back four running back four on the season. Uh, now, I know you can talk matchups and everything else like we did, but, man, yeah, I, he's averaging almost 20 points a game. He, like Tommy said, lowest output is 10 points in any game this year. I mean, I'll take double digits, and I think the floor is just too safe there. But uh, no doubt it's going to be a tough matchup. But uh, I do think Minshew could – uh, infuse some energy into that offense also and could change things a little bit, but I'm still not going to start Minshew or any of those pass catchers, but Robinson for sure. So we're, we're firing up Robinson, no brainer here. So none of these, none of these wide receivers, you want nothing. You've got DJ Chark, LaVisca Chenault, even Keelan Cole. You don't want anything to do. You cannot see yourself starting any of these three guys. No. huh? Deep league. Deep league, I think you can actually swing for the fences with Keelan Cole. And the surprising thing is he's probably the least talented of those three wide receivers. But Keelan Cole is still talented. He gets a lot of targets from Minshew. Um, but, again, that's a deep league. If I'm in my standard 10-team league or 12-team league, you know, I'm not starting Keelan Cole. And I mean, it would desperate. It would have to be desperate times. But, you know, 16-team league, something like that, I might, I might would try it there. But Yeah. So we're obviously playing the Ravens defense here. Uh, we're throwing Lamar and Mark Andrews are no no brainers. Um, we're starting J.K. Dobbins this weekend, right? Yes, with yep. those with those receivers on the COVID list and possibly not playing, uh, it's going to be Dobbins time. And I will tell you, Gus Edwards is a sneaky good start here. Yep. All right, he's the closer. You know, he's the Mariano Rivera here. He, they, they they're going to have a lead unless something crazy happens in this game. Uh, Baltimore should uh, handle this game pretty easily, and um, you can see the whole second half, man. You could see, uh, I mean, Gus Edwards just looking better and better each week. Um, I could see him getting a touchdown, maybe even two in this game. Pretty well. Gus is my uh, is my top running back dynasty stash. So go look at that. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. in your article there. He is someone that you want to pick up now, throw him on your bench, especially in Dynasty Leagues, because there's a possibility he's not in Baltimore next year and he could be starting somewhere else. And, boy, I tell you, Seattle seems like a really good place for him to play. Just, just you, think, you think they want him over Chris Carson or what? Chris Carson's a free agent. and um, Yeah. I don't know time. if they want – you know Carson's been a little injury prone. Okay, yeah, he's yeah. he's he's violent. He's a violent runner, um, and and you just you you can't a guy that is that that stays that hurt. You can't invest a lot of money into that. You know you just can't. Do um, you think Car? You think Carson's a better player, or do you think Edwards is a better player? When he's on the field, I think Carson's the better player. Um, but that's the problem is he doesn't stay on the field. 
I'll yeah, put it this kids. way. Let, let me put it this way because I think this is the path we're heading down here. This is what you're getting at. Let's set, let's throw a random team out there next year. Um, I'm, I'm just let's think of somewhere Chris Carson could be playing next year as a starting running back. Just trying to think of you know let's let's Atlanta. throw. Okay, there you yep. go, Atlanta. Perfect example, Atlanta. He's the starting running back in Atlanta, and Gus Edwards is a starting running back for Seattle. Which one would you rather have? Carson. <laughs> I know you guys are going to say Edwards, right? I'm going to no. say Edwards. I'm going to say would... Gus Edwards. For me, it's it's difficult because I I just said it a minute ago. I I think Carson's the better player. Um, but he doesn't stay on the field enough for me to be able to trust him. And to... that's my problem. If I knew they were going to play 16 games, um, you know, that's a whole different story. But Carson can't stay healthy. He's always banged up, and he's and it's getting worse each season. Um, Gus Edwards is, you know, he's that guy's a he's a he's a train, you know, on the on the track and uh, get this... out of his way. At the same time, though, he's never gotten that that type of workload, so we don't know how he would hold up to uh, two hundred fifty carries again. Yeah, he was the bell cow a couple of years ago for the Ravens. Um, they had a couple of injury issues, and he 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 carried the rock for him the majority of the season. Um, so he has gotten the full workload before, um, and and he's just substantially better now, stronger, um, and and a lot smarter, uh, a lot more experienced, but. I would if if he were at the starter in Seattle next year and Carson was a starter in Atlanta, um, I'm taking I'm taking Gus Edwards. Uh, no, I'm it's it's kind of not even close for me because I and I know I'm going to get a lot of games out of him. I'm not going to worry about you know having a you know go and handcuff Chris Carson. I mean, if you're a Chris Carson owner right now, you have to have Carlos Hyde. I mean, you have to. And, Let me um, ask you. Yeah. Let me ask you this, see if this changes your mind. So prior to this year, 2018, Carson missed two games. 2019, he missed one game. So very violent runner, as you talked about, everything you said. So prior to this year, he's only missed three games in the last two seasons. Now this year, he's missed, uh, what would it be, four or five games now? Um, so obviously, if you add those together, he's, he's missed seven or eight games total. But, uh, you know, his play style, you know, his first two years only missing three games total doesn't sound well, too bad. But there it were is also, getting worse. But there, there were, were also several games he left early there you go. He, That's he got hurt. Absolutely. There were so many That's games fair. that he would leave. You're talking about playing in the playoffs right now, and you'd lose him in the second quarter, and you're like, oh, my gosh. There were so many of those. It, it, you know, especially these games where he said where he missed one here, one there, two here. Uh, you can go ahead and chalk up the week before that as, as a loss as well. That's that's the problem as he leaves these games, and it just kills you. Man, even leaving those games early, 2018, he had 1,314 yards and nine touchdowns on the year. 2019, he had 1,496 yards and nine touchdowns. Now, that's with receiving and rushing yards. but uh, Hey, they all count, brother. They all count. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's, that's still pretty good. You know, prior to this year in his first two seasons, Gus Edwards had over 1,400 yards rushing, basically in a part-time role. So, I mean, he's a he's a proven runner. He's He, he averages over five yards a carry in his career. Sure. 
Yeah, and my argument isn't so much against Gus Edwards. I actually like Gus Edwards also, depending on his landing spot next year. The one thing I don't like about Gus Edwards is he is more of that first and second down runner, whereas Chris Carson can add something in the passing game. Uh, that's really my only complaint about Gus that Edwards. That is otherwise, true. Otherwise, Gus Edwards is a very talented runner, and I do think he fits Seattle's style. So I think what Rob brings up is is an intriguing match in terms of just that physical bruising running back that Derrick Henry or Marshawn Lynch style that does fit uh, Seattle's personality so I think it makes sense well apparently Tommy's uh, puppy in the background disagrees with all of us (laughs) so uh, hear her in the living room I'm all the way back in the bedroom she's out in the living room So yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, you know, you know, tomato, tomato. You know, I mean, we're we're sure. just we're talking all kinds of craziness here that's not even a reality. So uh, that would be interesting to see where these guys end up next year, and we can revisit sure. that when that happens. Make it happen. So yep, yep. Um, so we we that's the Jags and the Ravens. Let's move on to the Buccaneers and the Falcons. A lot of fantasy deliciousness here, guys. Uh, yeah, there's also some fantasy confusion here um the the whole running back situation for both teams um Gurley is done in my opinion you can't use him 22 carries in the last three games played for 61 yards he's he has been out touched by by um Edo Smith and Brian Hill the last couple games you can't even use Todd Gurley um, you mentioned earlier Fournette was a healthy scratch this past weekend. Um, I wonder if that kind of tells you what Tampa thinks of him. Um, uh, yeah, I, I don't know if I can start a running back on either team this week. I don't think sure. – I, I don't see any running back I can play, but as far as your quarterbacks and your wide receivers, uh, I don't see how you can bench any of these guys. I think it can be a shootout. Um, a very, very good game. It is in Atlanta, uh, which helps it quite a bit. Um, you're firing up, you know, Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. You know, we're, you can't bench Gronk. Um, Julio is not playing, so Calvin Ridley, most definitely. Russell Gage, you can probably play here. Flex him. Um, Hayden Hurst, kiss my damn ass. This is killing me, Hayden Hurst. Um yeah. God, I love Hayden Hurst, but they're just not throwing him the ball. He's not getting any targets. It's not his fault. Um, they just, they're just not. I mean, you give up a second-round pick for this guy, and you don't barely even friggin' use him. It's a shame on them. Yeah, and not only are both both teams a mess at the running back position, but both defenses have really good run defenses. The Falcons, um, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, they're actually the number one ranked rush defense in the league right now since the Saints just gave up 200-yard rushers last week. So not only do neither do, do not only does both teams have problems at the position, but you got the tough matchups. Yeah, stay away from the running backs, the receivers. I do think there's a lot of talent there. It is going to depend if Julio plays. Uh, in terms of Matt Ryan's value, Matt Ryan tends to not be good when Julio doesn't play. Calvin Ridley's always good. Uh, but, yeah, I'm not starting Hurst. I'm not starting Gurley. Um, I would start the Bucks wide receivers. A.B. is a little risky. He, has, he seems to not be as involved as Evans and Godwin. But there's just so much talent there, and Brady spreads the ball around. So Brady's the guy I probably like the most in this whole matchup. Uh, and Calvin Ridley's probably right there, too. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. All right, well, let's move on to the 49ers at the Cowboys. Tommy, I'll let you take this away. Cowboys are your team. 
who are we starting in this game? I mean, there's you talk about some confusion here. I mean, can we start any of these quarterbacks? Probably not. Are there any running backs here that we can start? Um, maybe Jeff Wilson. Um, I have a real hard time starting Zeke at the moment. Uh, I, I know if you have Zeke, you, you're, you think you have to play him. Of course, if you have Zeke, you may not be in the playoffs at the moment. So, um, <laughs> yeah, but um, but as far as wide receivers go, Brandon Ayuk is a must start. Um, in the in his last five games played since week seven, he's missed a couple. Um, but in the last five games played since week seven, he has a hundred and three total points. He's averaging close to twenty one points a week. Um, he has been incredible. Uh, he absolutely has. Um, so, I mean, the real matchup here looks like Brandon Ayuk versus Amari Cooper. Yeah, Ayuk yep. 16 targets last week, too. I mean, that's just, uh, you know, I know you said 36 in, in the last few games. But, man, 16 targets in one game, that's, that's uh, J.D. McKissick style. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I think we all agree here. Brandon Ayuk, Amari Cooper, Jeff Wilson. That's probably our three guys out of this entire game that we can start. So yeah, pretty yep. sad. Yep, yep. And that's all we have to say about that. So let's move on to the Eagles at the Cardinals. We're we're starting these quarterbacks, right? Jalen Hurts, we're starting Kyler. Any I don't see any issue here. Do you guys? Hurts looked real he he looked really good the other day. Um he was able to throw the ball. He he could get outside the pocket and run. Uh, looks a lot more accurate than accurate than what Carson Wentz has looked. So I'm comfortable with Jalen Hurts. Me too. I'm starting him in a couple leagues this week. Uh, just that rushing upside alone. Cardinals. Uh, you can run on the Cardinals. Cardinals pass defense isn't great. Um, you know, I I know there's risk there for his second career start, but there's too much rushing upside. Yeah, and 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 you know. There was a, a, a Miles Sanders sighting last week. Did you all catch that? Well, I think Jalen Hurts helps Miles Sanders because um, they're sure. not just keying in on Sanders the entire game. They have to they have to pay attention to Hurts, so that, that helps Sanders out. He can find some room. Yep, I agree. I think Jalen Hurts changed the whole dynamic of this offense, and, and whether it's energy, whether it's playing style or play calling, whatever you want to say, um, I think it has revitalized their offense a little bit, especially for Miles Sanders' sake. Yeah, there's no wide receivers in that that Philadelphia offense that I want to sure. touch at all. Um, obviously, we're starting DeAndre Hopkins. Kenyon Drake's a, a must start for me as well. I mean, Kenyon yeah, Drake's definitely. really come alive over the last month, um, putting up quite a few points. I mean, he's averaging 15, 16, 17 points in PPR leagues a week here. So, um you know, we need to really, really fire him up. He's getting the touchdowns. He's getting he's getting the goal line looks. Um, yeah, these are the guys we're, we're – I don't know if I'm messing with Chase Edmonds a whole, whole lot. Um, just can't trust him. Chase Edmonds may actually not play, too. There was some uh, breaking news before we went on the air that uh, he may miss this game. So I'm not sure exactly what happened to him. Um, but it's sounding like there's a possibility there. So that's something to keep in mind also. Well, just in case he don't play, folks – then I wouldn't start him. <laughs> I wouldn't right. start him anyways. I mean, ever <laughs> since ever since we had that, that big Chase Edmonds surge back towards the beginning of the season, he really fell off, and it's been all Kenyon Drake there. Uh, last four weeks he scored five touchdowns, uh, averaging 17.5 points a game those last four weeks. So 
um, Kenyon Drake is is definitely the guy there. Yeah, absolutely. Better late than never here. You know, he's just like a second-half type of guy, you know. So, hey, you know, take him when I can get him. All right, let's move on. Jets at the Rams. Who are we starting? Who are we benching here? You're starting your Rams. You're benching all your Jets. Hopefully you don't have any Jets on your team to begin with, and you're starting the Rams defense. Absolutely. Is is there any Jet? I mean, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, you know, flirt with the idea of maybe Jamison Crowder here. Is he? You know, he's the only guy that really sticks out in my mind that could be, I don't know, maybe flex worthy. You know, in a PPR league, not standard, but PPR. The only way I'm starting Jamison Crowder is if somehow he gets cut and re-signed to a different team in the next couple of days. There um, we go. All right. Yeah, yeah. He plays for the Jets. I, I don't want to start him. So, yeah, we're firing up our Rams, Jared Goff, Cam Akers. Thank God Cam Akers is finally, uh, you know, that cream rose to the top, didn't it? So, gosh. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, I saw that. He was one of my bold predictions at the beginning of the year. Um, apparently, I saw it before a lot of other folks uh, in, in Los Angeles saw it, but uh, luckily they did see it. So, And my, my little boo-boo, Cooper Cup, I hope he has a big, big week this, uh, this weekend. I own him everywhere. <laughs> everywhere all right so uh let's move on to the chiefs at the saints here um are we playing mahomes here guys it's kind of iffy yeah (laughs) of course you're playing Mahomes. yeah of course we are gosh (laughs) almighty yeah uh all right camara you know here here's a big big thing i mean we know we're starting mahomes tyreek hill alvin camara um uh, um, Michael Thomas, we're firing all these guys up. But here, what about Edwards Elair? What do we think about this guy? I still, I, I don't, I know I mentioned this last week. I do not have confidence. If it wasn't for his PPR last week, you know, catching those passes, he would have been a terrible start. And he still wasn't great. And now you're going up against the, one of the top run defenses in the league. Um, I just cannot start CEH with any kind of confidence. I realize you may not have a better option and you may have to roll him out. But for me, yeah, he he'd be way down the list for me. They just don't run the ball. No, they don't. They just don't run the ball very much at all. And it, and like you said, I completely agree. If he didn't have those, I think he had five catches for fifty nine right. yards. Um, PPR gold there. But if he didn't have that, he was hot garbage. Um, for sure. So this is not the ideal matchup for him. It, like you said there again, if you have no choice but to start him, then roll with him. He may get those. Uh, he may have another five catches. Uh, which um, you know can salvage a, a, a bad rushing game, but um, yeah, I'm, I, I don't trust him at all. Not not at all, especially in this game. Well, we had mentioned it earlier. Also, uh, if if Breeze does play this week, uh, it 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 increases Alvin Kamara's value. Um, he hasn't been involved in the passing game with with Taysom Hill, um, whereas with Breeze, he was the passing game. So. Um, Camara's value really hinges on if Breeze plays or if Hill plays. If Breeze plays this weekend, are you all playing him? Yeah, why not? I don't know. A little risky. A little risky. But... I would. I would. I would be. Yeah. The Chiefs' pass defense is really good, and then you factor in his health, and then and if he gets off to a bad start, do they pull him and put Taysom in, and in, in order to try to win that game or to keep him healthy? I mean. Yeah, in a one-quarterback league, I'm not starting Breeze. In a two-quarterback, I might have to if there's not better options. And well, my, go ahead, go ahead, Tom. 
here's the thing. If you if you have Breeze on your team, especially in a super flex league, he's one of your he's one of your two quarterbacks. Um yeah. in a one quarterback league it may be a little different, you know, because you may have a Ryan Tannehill or a Matt Ryan or you've you know, you may have a you may have Jared gotten golf. You know, you might have Justin like Herbert. That, you could have had yeah, Herbert. Right, exactly. Know? So you may have another option there in a one quarterback league and a two quarterback league. I don't think you have me. I, I I don't know if you're going to have another option there. Yeah, that's yep. a fair point. Not a lot of extra quarterbacks floating around in two quarterback <laughs> leagues. Absolutely. Oh, no, there shouldn't be a single one. Absolutely. I mean, not yep. at all. Matt, how how much of an advantage? I mean, is Travis Kelsey now in fantasy football? He's a league winner. Um, yeah, he is. I mean, there, he uh, is a wide receiver one playing in your tight end spot, and there's not anyone really even close with the exception of maybe Darren Waller, and, and he's way, way behind. I mean, mm-hmm. Kittle could get there. Um, yep. You know, he's proven that. But, man, I mean – it, 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 let's PPR league, you know, one quarterback league. Could, could we could see Kelsey being a first round pick next year? Yeah, is he that, deserves to be. Is that not just the craziest thing that you're taking a tight end in the first round of a fan? I mean, you know, people have taken these running backs, and you're sitting around that ninth, tenth, eleventh, twelfth pick, and you really, really considering Travis Kelsey here over some right. of these wide receivers is is incredible. Is it? Own... Go ahead, tell me. Go ahead. Is it crazy to say that Travis Kelsey may end up being the greatest tight end of all time? It's definitely a possibility when he's playing with Mahomes, especially. Um, you know, I only own Kelsey in one league, but he is carrying me on that league. I mean, he nobody can match me at the tight end position. I have a built-in advantage. It's almost like I'm playing twelve players versus eleven every single week. Does that make sense? Absolutely. That's what I'm I mean, talking about. Yeah. I mean, that, that scoring difference, you know, from in that, at that position, it's just amazing. He just is such an advantage uh, to yeah, have is. on your team that makes him every bit of a second-round pick next year and quite possibly a late-round first, um, mm-hmm. depending on what options are there. I mean, if you're looking at someone like Kenyon Drake or, you know, or I mean, I don't know if he sneaks – I don't think he sneaks – not now, but – this year, it was like one of those things. You know, you're looking at Joe Mixon and, and guys like that. I mean, give me Kelsey, you know. Yep. Give me Kelsey sure. over – Yeah, you know. I mean, you know, especially when he's over 60 points ahead of the next tight end. I mean, it's 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 such a disparity. There, there's only two tight ends right now in PPR leagues that are over 200 points. It's him and Waller, but he's sixty one. He's sixty one hit sixty one points ahead of Waller. Well, let's just say that Kittle had a full season here. Kittle would be a lot, you know, would be a little bit closer than probably Darren Waller. But there again, it's possible that maybe he isn't. Maybe he'd be hovering around that Darren Waller uh, point total there. So um, yeah, Kelsey's just a huge, huge, ridiculous advantage. He's putting up over twenty points. I mean, twenty points a game. Uh, it's just incredible, man. It's 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 awesome to watch. And if you have him, just like you guys said, that's a league winner. Um, you know, you've it's like you've got an extra player on your team where they don't. It's it's wild. Well, well he's he's already scored eighteen more points this year than what he did all of last year, and he was the tight end one last year. That's pretty wild. He's yeah, at yeah, two sixty seven right now, and last year he was at two forty nine, and he was the tight end one last. year. 
year. I mean, he's going to put up over 300 fantasy points from a tight end. I mean, it, 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 is, it, who's the league leaders in, in, in rec, you know, wide receiver yards? I mean, in receiving yards, this, I mean. Oh, he, it's, it's Kelsey. Kelsey, I, I believe, is the. Yeah, Kelsey's leading the league in receiving yards right now. I mean, if you yeah. factor in, if you count him as a tight end, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, he, he is 70 yards ahead of DK Metcalf. He leads the NFL in receiving yards. Ridiculous. Crazy. Friggin' crazy. Holy shit. Wow. Yeah, I don't right. think he's done yet. Nope, nope. I think he's going to put up a couple more points before this season's over. <laughs> so, yeah, I think so, too. <laughs> all right, so let's uh, let's uh, let's quit, you know, getting all moist here over Travis Kelsey and move on. Um, move on to the – we got a couple games left, and we've got the Browns at the Giants. Um, we're starting Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Jarvis Landry. The Giants or the Browns defense is a sneaky good start this week. What do we think about the quarterbacks here? What do we think about Baker and Daniel Jones? Mm. Uh, coming, off, uh, coming off the Ravens game, Baker looked good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, the, Gi- it, it, the Giants defense has been really good lately, though, too, so that you know may kind of scare you off. But Baker did just face another really good defense. So, I mean, I will say the Ra- the Ravens only had four defensive backs. They only had four corners in that game, and a couple of them got hurt. So they were really, really in a bad spot for that whole second half of the game. Um, so Baker was able to take full advantage of that. But regardless of that, Baker has been playing very good football the last couple of weeks. And, you know. How can you find yourself putting him on your bench, especially taking on the Giants? I mean, Giants have a pretty solid defense, but, uh, you know, Baker's been playing, you know, some of his best football. Um, He's playing lights out right now. It's kind of hard to uh, try and bottle that up and just stick stick it on your bench unless you have some super – I mean, unless you're rolling out there with Patty Mahomes or somebody like that, you know. He definitely is good, though. Yeah. Also, what what is in Baker's favor is the fact that the Browns have a good offensive line – and they have a and they have a really good running game to take the pressure off of them. So, if if the Giants are then keying in on the run game, now all of a sudden it opens everything up for Baker. So I mean, he has a lot going for him there in Cleveland. You know, for me, I think my big concern would be he has had two good games in a row. Like, when's it gonna end? You know, how, how can he really continue? He's he hasn't really proven throughout his career that he can be consistently good week in and week out. He has these moments like that Ravens game where he's just brilliant and he looks like he was worthy of the number one overall pick, but he has a whole lot more games where he's not that great or he's average at best. And so that's what concerns me. That Giants pass defense is good. They do have a great running game. Um, will Baker really be anything? But, you know, I totally get riding the waves and, and continuing to start him because he has looked good. But uh, it would definitely scare me. Yeah, and, and just like we've said throughout this whole episode, it depends on what your options are. You know, yep. if you're looking at him and you've got maybe Matthew Stafford or someone like Tannehill on your team. But like I said, Baker in a lot of leagues I was in was sitting on the waiver wire off and on, you know, for the first half of the season. Sure. Um you know, I mean, obviously not in, in some dynasty leagues, but uh, redraft, you know, you've probably got a lot better options than Baker, but if you don't, fire him up. You know, Daniel Jones, I'm not really messing with that. Um, nope. I, I don't want to, I, you know, I'm. I, you're playing with fire. You're playing with fire there. 
Um, what do we think about uh, Wayne Gallman, or is uh, you know, what do we think about that running game there? I think Gallman's still good. You know, I think mm-hmm. he can be started. Um, he just gets a lot of yardage. Unfortunately, they don't give him those uh, those touchdown carries very often. But uh, Gallman has been really good the last several weeks, so um, I, I would still start him. Is Sterling Shepard playing this weekend? I thought I might have seen something about him being questionable or. You know, maybe I was just smoking crack or something then. I'm not sure. Just your normal Tuesday night? Yeah. I was going to say. Yeah. Dynasty Pros listeners, we do not recommend smoking crack. No. Um, You'll you'll start someone that you don't want to start then. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I was, you know, Sterling Shepard is a, uh, you know, has been a solid guy. The last couple weeks he hasn't put up double-digit points, so. You know, I'm probably staying away from that. But before that, man, he was a uh, you know double digit guy. I mean, almost money in the bank um, against Arizona. You know, this last week he six and a half points. Seattle five point two points the week before. So, yeah, probably not messing with him at all. You know, especially with your playoffs going. So, uh, yeah. yep, that's it for the Browns at the Giants. And our last game on the slate is the Steelers at the Cincinnati Bengals. We know who we're playing for the Steelers. Um, are, what do we think about the running game there as far as, I mean, James Conner, can we play him? Um, what do we think? I don't think so. Um, they, they don't really run the ball. I mean, no. they, they've, got, they've got four guys who are going to have 100-plus targets this year. That is insane. Uh, and they've Deontay got a guy Johnson. that's going to have a hundred plus drops in Eric Ebron. Yeah, yeah. It, well, and well, not only that, Deontay Johnson leads the NFL in drops with thirteen. So, I mean, it's they have a lot. They get a lot of targets. They also drop a lot of balls, um, mm. especially Deontay Johnson and Eric Ebron, like you said. Uh, but uh, they've got four guys who are, who are going to have a hundred plus targets, and that's just insane to think about the the the, the, the pure volume in which that they, they throw the ball. Yeah, I guess Ben Shoulders a okay, right? <laughs> yeah, it's looking like it, huh? Gosh, you know, I want to, I want to say something on this game too. Like, if you're, by the way, I do not, um, I do not recommend starting James Conner. Before I say this, I want to put and make that clear. But if you're, if you're the Steelers and you're going into the playoffs in a few weeks, you're pretty much already locked it up. You're going to make the playoffs, and you want to get your run game right. Wouldn't this be the week against the Bengals? Like, you can, you should be able to beat the Bengals if you just have two or three good offensive snaps, right? The Bengals are not a good team. They're playing with Brandon Allen, at quarterback. So if you want to dedicate a game plan to making your run game work and kind of fire on all cylinders and, and work out the kinks, this would be the week to do that. Um, with that being said, I, I still couldn't trust them to do it. I don't know if the Steelers want to run the ball. It just seems like that is their history. They've been a ground-and-pound team uh, for a number of years, a physical team, and they're just not doing it this year. In terms of the wide receivers – I do think Deontay Johnson has a bounce-back game. I think Mike Tomlin made an example of him last week, and we saw that Steelers offense could not move the ball with Deontay Johnson off the field. As soon as he came back in the game in the second half, they all of a sudden started moving the ball. So I do think Deontay Johnson can have a bounce-back game. The, the, the concern is if he drops another pass, is Tomlin pulling him again. Uh, so there is risk in starting him, but I own Deontay Johnson in almost every single league I'm in. I'm starting him in all of them. Uh, he's too good when he's out there. I know I'm just running the risk of either injury or a drop, and, and that's I, I just gotta I gotta take that risk. Yeah, same goes with Chase Claypool. I, yeah. I, if you've got him, you gotta fire him up. 
Um, let me let me ask you something, Levi. Uh, while we're on this game, you're our waiver wire guy over at DynastyProsFootball.com, and and we talk about we're, we're talking about these dynasty league stashes. Tommy and I are working on this. What do you think? Uh, what What do you think about Benny Snell? Do you think if Connor is not back? next year do you think benny snell could be the guy or do you think maybe they bring someone else in i think benny snell is a decently talented player but i think he's still probably always going to be the number two guy if that makes sense you know this year connor missed some games snell did not take advantage of it now that may not be snell's fault that may be the the game plan the play calling or the offensive line there's so many other factors um i think i like snell i own him in some leagues he was a guy that i targeted when he came out as a rookie uh, I've just been a little disappointed. You know, there was a lot of offseason hype about him this year. And, again, we're not seeing anything. Connor hasn't exactly lit the world on fire this year, and he hasn't beat out Connor. And when Connor wasn't there, he hasn't performed. I mean, we're talking, you know, he's getting single-digit rushing yards, uh, you know, when he's the starting running back. So, I don't know. I think Pittsburgh probably drafts a running back this offseason is what I think. And uh, I bet they they draft they, – they, invest a second or third round pick in a running back and and uh, if they do that then um, Snell's not a target for me no fair enough and we're obviously firing up the Steelers defense in this game they should absolutely feast they should feast here so um uh before we get off uh get off the air here I did throw something out on Twitter earlier um about anyone you know just asking any questions as, as far as like tonight's show um, had a guy, um, Nova Dustin, with a question mark, did ask, um, he said, Goff or Brady? Um, what do we think about Jared Goff versus Tom Brady here? Who do we start? Yeah, that's a, uh, that's a good question. Um, that is. Goff has that the that Jets that and Brady has the Falcons. So, um, man, I could... I could see a situation with the Rams that they they kind of start scoring scoring some points there in the first half, and then the second half is more dedicated towards the running game. Um, whereas the whereas the Bucks game, they're not going to have much of a running game, so they're just going to be throwing it all over the field. So I'd probably go Brady. I am exactly agreeing with Tommy. Same points and everything. Yeah, for me, I got to go Brady. Yeah, and here's the here's the weird thing is we don't have uh, they play in the same division and they haven't played each other yet. We're in week fifteen, and the Bucks and Falcons have not faced each other. They play this week, and then they play in two weeks. Isn't that crazy? So we don't have that Atlanta you know game to to go back and take a look at. Um, but yeah, I think I tend to agree. I think that uh, I'm going Brady here as well. Um, Dustin always uh, also threw something out as well. Um, he has some wide receivers that he's throwing out. Looks like he's starting um, Allen Robinson and Chris Godwin. He's trying to figure out his flex and. Uh, got some pretty decent guys to throw out. I mean, it's kind of hard. He's got Amari Cooper, Cole Beasley, Kiki Kuti, Nelson Aguilar, and Juju. Wow. 
Yeah, I mean, obviously, he looks like he's made his decision on Allen Robinson and Chris Godwin, which is probably safe to say. Um, to me, I'm thinking Amari Cooper or probably Juju here. Yeah, What's... those would be the two guys I would lean towards. Um, I would probably even, I would probably side on on Amari Cooper, um, just because the. Um, Cowboys are going to be throwing the ball a lot because they don't have much of a running game because their offensive line is so bad. Uh, so Amari Cooper should see quite a few targets. Um, if you if you started Juju over over Amari Cooper, I wouldn't disagree with that though either. Yeah, man, that's a that's a really tough question. He's got a lot of good options, and I think it makes sense why he's still in the playoffs with guys like that available. Uh, I'm going to rule Kuti out. There's too much talent with the other guys to consider Kuti at this point. Um, I like Cole Beasley a lot against that Broncos matchup. Uh, that secondary is vulnerable. Beasley has been very involved. Uh, but, man, I, I get that it's hard to, to start him over a guy like Cooper or Juju. Um, I love Juju's matchup uh, against the Bengals. Yeah, he uh, like, had, uh, you know, Juju had 22 fantasy points uh, several weeks ago in their first matchup against the Bengals. So Yeah, Juju is an incredible player, man. And I'm not I'm not positive that Godwin is the right call. Um, you, you know, know I, was, his other starter. I was thinking the same thing. I, I think I would probably want to play Juju. Um, I would probably want to play Juju and Amari Cooper and probably yeah. bench Godwin. I'm kind of thinking the same thing. I like Godwin a lot. Super talented guy, but, you know, he's had the finger issue. There's been consistency issue. Uh, Brady's got so many other weapons to spread the ball around to. I get that it's a fantastic matchup. But, uh, yeah, I think he's got a tough decision to make there with those wide receivers. But uh, he he should feel confident whoever he rolls out. But, of course, you're always going to beat yourself up if they don't score the most points. Yeah, yeah, and he may get mad at us. But I think, you know, obviously Allen Robinson is a must-start. Definitely. Um, But I'm thinking that Amari Cooper and Juju are my other two guys I'm playing. And believe it or not, Godwin goes to the bench. Sure. You know, it's hard to to sit your studs in the playoffs. You know, that's what you always say. Always play your studs. I think there can be exceptions. But in this case, I think that's where Juju and Amari kind of – win out at least over guys like Beasley and Kiki Kuti. So Yeah. Well because he has he has multiple studs there, so it, yep. it makes it's, it a little different. It's always hard to say sit Chris Godwin, but I I think you're right on track there. I think you you start Cooper and you and you start um Juju here over Godwin. Yep. You know at least Cooper's gonna be the number one option in that passing offense, whereas Godwin may be number one or he may be number three or four, you know, so um, I think, uh, yeah, I think that's what makes sense. I know you can make the same argument with Juju, but the one thing about Juju is he's not the guy that's been dropping the passes. It's been Deontay and Ebron, so I think that solidifies his role a little bit more. Yep, and it's got to give him something he can put on his TikTok as well. Gosh, I don't know if there's a more hated player right now than Juju. Oh, God. <laughs> Stop dancing on logos. Yes, my <laughs> Yeah, gosh. not Yeah, not, he might uh, be a little bit of a target this week too, so – 
Be a target every week there. Yeah, <laughs> that's well, right. All right, guys. Well, thanks. Uh, thanks again for a great episode. Um, we appreciate everyone out there for uh, listening to the show. Uh, make sure you give us some feedback uh, via Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. You know, make sure you subscribe to our show uh, on Apple and, and Spotify and, or what other what whatever platform you listen to us on. So, uh, um, with that being said, we'll be back next week, um, right before Christmas. Um, but for myself, uh, for Tommy, for Levi, thank you again for listening to the show, and we are out. Thank you.